0: So this morning, um, we are going to be touching base on aligning our minds with heaven on the Sabbath. We've been talking about the Sabbath, and we all know that so many things can get in the way of the Sabbath, just our busy lives, the hecticness, but oftentimes one of the number one things that gets in the way of the Sabbath is our own minds. We can't break away from what's going on in our own minds. So we're going to start out by Sierra um, playing a song about um, oxygen and just how God is our oxygen um, in more ways than one. He created us to breathe oxygen but also there's this whole thing where we rely on him in big ways. So take a moment and just quiet your minds um, while this song is played, um, just as we focus on what God has for us in the Sabbath. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: making me the
0: So there was a time in my life when I didn't have that oxygen, I didn't have that connection with God. It was a great time of life, it was college, and I came out from Colorado to to go to school in Malibu. Plenty of oxygen in Malibu, unlike Pasadena, (laughs) Um, but there was this source where I wasn't seeing God as my source, and I wasn't seeing God as my Sabbath. Last week, Christian talked about um, how can we have a life where we have nothing to prove? And I had a lot to prove going into college. It was very ambitious. And I was so focused on proving and achieving um, that I went into my junior year of college um, just incredibly stressed out and taking on a lot. So i was junior class president of the school manager of the theater trying to get all a's very involved and i vividly remember this i was in the dorm room first night of school junior year and couldn't sleep anyone ever had that happen right where your mind is just spinning 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 and i was so revved up that i couldn't sleep that entire night Went to class the next day, couldn't concentrate. Went back the next night, but now I'm even more stressed because I'm like, I couldn't concentrate in class. I'm already behind and it's the first day of the school year. Couldn't sleep another night. Went six nights straight with no sleep, zero sleep. So I had to make this decision, like something is broken here right? I didn't feel like I had time for Sabbath. Like, I could Sabbath a little bit during the summer, but school year, like, besides Sunday morning, that was the only Sabbath I had because there was so much on my plate. So, I took that semester off. I felt like a failure, um, and just went and started studying stress, and what is it, and what happened, and what went awry. And the key thing is, is that my mind was not allowing me to Sabbath. So today, we're just gonna talk through um, how can we align our minds with heaven on the Sabbath? So instead of just taking a day off or taking time off, but how can we align our minds with heaven? That's the key. That's where magical, amazing God things happen. So something that I think, oh, you like that? (laughs) <laughs> um, so, something I think we often hear is, is the importance of having a Sabbath and oftentimes we say Sunday is our Sabbath. Let's take that day off. Or pastors are like Monday is my Sabbath. But we are living in a really complex world. Things are a little different than biblical times, right? We're not on the farm all day, we're not doing this, and then it's work, work, work with our bodies and then we just have this day of rest. We're in this complexity where sometimes it's hard to have an entire day. I don't know if any of you have this, you work so hard getting to the Sabbath and you actually rest on Sunday, but you're so overloaded on Monday of all the things that you have going and you work until 8 or 9 o'clock and it's like you never even had a Sabbath, right? It vanished so what if we actually do these micro Sabbaths and it's where throughout the week we seek the Holy Spirit when is a time when I can just Sabbath and it's micro it might be an hour here I had this thing last year beginning of each year I'm like just seeking God like what can I do differently this year and in 2018 the thing was um, at different times during the day just during high stress high intensity days where there's not a moment to breathe and get the oxygen we need from God, I would just stop and I'd actually get in a posture and I'd just put my hands out like this in my home office or, you know, in my car. And just for like 30 to 45 seconds, I would focus on God. And it was a micro Sabbath. It was connecting with God, the creator of this universe. And that's what true Sabbath is. So, um, Sue shared a scripture at the beginning of, of last time. I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. That That is so resonated with me that God creates this for us. Sometimes we feel like we're in a wasteland when the stress levels are high and just all the things we have going and whatnot. Um, but he creates these streams and the stream is him. The stream is the Holy Spirit and we can tap into that whenever we need to. Um, In Psalms, David, in just one of his moments of despair, Psalm 55, 4, he was being pursued by enemies. He was actually in the wilderness. And he said, oh, that I had the wings of a dove. I would fly away and be at rest. David longed for that in that moment, but he couldn't. He was being pursued on all sides by enemies. And so often we kind of have this feeling in our lives. We're like, hey, if I could just, you know, the Southwest Airlines thing, want to get away? I just want to get away right now. And we're like, we can't because life is so intense. I have school. I have this. I have this. I have this. But at the end of the day, we weren't in that place that David was in. Do we really have enemies pursuing us on all sides? where we're in a true wilderness no so we actually can um, have the sabbath where we quieten our minds we align our minds with heaven and it can happen um, throughout the week and so in today's modern world um, amazing if you can get that day-long rest do it like how amazing is that to do that Um, but if you can do that and on top of that have micro sabbaths or if you can't get that day and you can just do multiple micro sabbaths god really um gave us creative minds and so he can um just help us really be creative on how can we create micro sabbaths wherever we go how's that sounding all right Uh, the next thing is God pursuit on the Sabbath. So often on the Sabbath, we stop work, right? That's in our minds. I'm stopping work, you know? I could log on to my email account at work. I could do this. I have access. But I'm stopping work, and we're really proud of ourselves. I stopped work on a, on a, on a Sunday, but we're still working, right? We're still working. What happens if we're focused on pleasing others rather than pursuing God, right? You can have a Sabbath that's filled as a parent of fulfilling the needs of your kids, right? You can have a Sabbath um, that is focused on a friend in need, but it's taking away from your Sabbath. Um, You can have just all sorts of things that, um, okay, I need to get these things done today. It's not related to work, but it's focused on pleasing others, right? I'm gonna have a great yard. My yard is kind of in shambles right now. I'm gonna spend the Sabbath making my yard look good. Is it for yourself, or is it to please the neighbors that drive by, right? Or the house. We gotta go to Home Goods. my wife's favorite one of them, her favorite places on earth. Either there or coffee shop. I'm not sure which one it is. It's one of the two. Um, but we're focused on pleasing others when you get to it at the end of the day. So the true meaning of Sabbath is God pursuit on the Sabbath. Jared said something. I think this was you, Jared. You can take credit for it if it wasn't you. But he said something that just stuck with me a while back. And he's like, In the start of the day i just wake up and say daddy what are we going to do today was you right yeah and what a cool way to look at the sabbath is this like connecting with god and god what do you want to do today it's not focused on people pleasing it's also not focused on selfishness right because we can be selfish and protect our sabbath right like i have great boundary but hey tiffany I'm taking my Sabbath, all the rest of the day, you got the kids, good to go, dishes, all right. I am gonna have the most enjoyable Sabbath ever. No, (laughs) it's not gonna work too well. (laughs) Um, But what if I go into after church today with this mindset of, hey, we as a family, we're gonna pursue God. It's a God pursuit. And what happens there is every single Sabbath will look different. Because God knows what you and others need on the Sabbath. So when you have a micro Sabbath or a Sunday Sabbath, just ask, Daddy, what are we going to do today? And Sabbath doesn't have to be this thing where, oh, I'm striving to not work. It's like, hey, Daddy, what are we going to do? It's going to be fun. Right, and sometimes that can look like God's work. Right, so you might have a Sabbath that's not focused on you. Um, sometimes, you know, our is when it's just like, hey guys, what are we gonna do? Yeah, we might build Legos together. We might do different things. Sometimes I'll be like, hey, I need some help with a little home project. Tool belt? Yeah, Toman gets his tool belt on. He's feeling all cool. Um, Sometimes we take our shirts off when we work because we just feel kind of manly when we do that, Um, and we get things done. So sometimes on the Sabbath, God might invite you in to doing something for others, but it's not out of people-pleasing. It's out of pursuing God. He knows what you need. That's why He created the Sabbath. It's to rest. And that rest focusing on other people, getting your mind off your own things might be what you need. That rest might be going to the park and just laying down and relaxing and not having your phone with you. It could be all sorts of things. So every Sabbath could look different. And the number one thing you can do is just say, Papa, what are we gonna do today? And go after that. And what's also neat about the Sabbath is it can be solo or it can be with other people right you're single and a Sabbath might look to you you're like hey I don't have to worry about kids and spouses and so yeah I get my Sabbath time but if you are pursuing God he might say you know what call up that friend of yours do Sabbath together Sabbath doesn't have to be in isolation right when God rested on the seventh day to detail the Holy Spirit in Jesus hey guys, I've been really busy creating the earth. I need you guys to give me some space because I am resting. (laughs) No, no. We're relational beings and how cool to invite others into Sabbath. And sometimes people have a hard time Sabbathing on their own. So what if they Sabbath together? Like we as a community at Frontier do times of Sabbathing together. Right on. I'm so sorry. Hold on one sec. I'm sorry, guys. I I wouldn't typically do this during a sermon, but. Unplugging. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone's like, what's that text? That must be important. So unplugging. It can be really hard, right? Where we have this thing that constantly puts things at us. Does this take away from anyone's Sabbath? Yeah. Yeah. Some of you didn't even bat an eyelid when I was doing that. <laughs> it's like he's preaching a sermon, but he's got, he's got something coming in on his phone. He's got to take care of that. <laughs> um, so there are some real good strategies of just how to unplug, and there's some things behind it. All of us have the best intentions. We're like, we are going to unplug, but does it happen? No. So four things can get in the way of unplugging. So one is, is it can this be an addiction, right? We get addicted to our cell phones and certain things that are on our cell phones. So we have to deal with that addiction. There's something called operant conditioning. And that's a scientific term where it's a learning process where something gets strengthened if we get something out of it. So our behavior gets modified. And if there's a reinforcement, it becomes stronger and stronger so that is an addiction with things that we get out of our our being connectedness you know with with others and so if we um, check an email and it kind of makes us feel like oh someone did something and it's affecting me it, it does something it it reinforces that behavior so we keep checking email and all it takes is just like one email of good news at work and we'll want to keep checking that right Um, so it's like in the evenings we're like um, you know hey I wonder how this went and this went and this went and we check our email at night we're like my boss replied and said good job so it reinforces it it's operant conditioning that one time makes us want to keep going back to email right Or on social media, we post something that we think is so cute and adorable and people actually comment and say they really think it's cute and adorable and how they think we're the most master social media poster ever. Operant conditioning. Ooh, that felt good. So you want to go back and back and back and do it again and again and again. So it is an addiction, um, bottom line. Um, And for us to really have Sabbath we have to figure out a way to, to break away from that. Um, also, it's one of those things where if you have any type of addictive behavior, um, social media totally plays into that. Do you know that feeling where it's like, okay, I'm gonna go to bed, but let me just check Facebook real quick. And then it's like, okay, just one more post. Okay, I'll give myself five minutes of more looking. Five minutes comes. And so it's an addiction where it's like, okay, what's the next post? What's the next thing I'm going to see? What's interesting? What's on Instagram? And so you're doing it over and over and over again. Um, So really believe, like, this is something where you don't have to strive um, to get over the addiction. Like, this is something that God can break. Right? And if we're really honest, like, hey, this, I am somewhat addicted to my phone. I really have a hard time parting ways with it. Um, this is something that God can totally break just like he breaks any other addiction. Um, I, I have gotten better, but man, when back in the day before Tiffany met me, I was like really addicted. I actually had a friend who um, stole my cell phone at dinner and didn't tell me that he stole it. To see like how much it would freak me out. And it totally freaked me out because I was just known. I'd always be on my phone, always connected, always seeing what's going on. Um, And so slowly, I've just been like, okay, how can I break this? So sometimes on vacations, I've done this before. Well, I'll give this to Tiff and I'll say, put it in the hotel safe and don't tell me the code, right? Because I know on a vacation, you know, if I'm on a seven-day vacation and I'm like, I'm going to totally unplug. This would be so good for me and the family. There'll be a moment during that vacation where I'm like, just just one little look, see what's going on. And then Tiffany will know. She'll be like, did you check your phone when you went in the bathroom? Because you came out totally, (laughs) totally different. Something happened and I was in there. (laughs) But that is, that will so interfere with our Sabbath if we are, you know, man, if we can just totally unplug, and Tiffany senses the change, God senses the change too. It's like, hey, we were in Sabbath together. It was feeling so good. Something got broken, and oftentimes it can be our phone. Fear. So two main fears. One can be the fear of emptiness, right? We actually gain something from plugging in. And we're actually afraid that we'll feel empty if we're not able to do that. We become so accustomed to social media, connecting with friends and all of these things. If we have a day without it, there's a fear of will I feel empty? Right? So how do we combat that fear? We serve a God who fills us up. Right? So anytime you get that sense of this is the fear behind this, if I'm honest with myself, I, I need this um, because I might feel empty without, ask God and he will totally fill you up. The other is this fear of what could go wrong, right? So that's a big one when we're taking vacations is something went wrong with work and I want to know about it if something went wrong so that I can address it or I can be mentally prepared when I get back. Um, so that, that fear of, of something going wrong is another one where we can distrust God. And there could be other types of fears that are involved of not unplugging, um, but those are the two main ones, fear of emptiness and fear of what could go wrong. And then also, how do we just provide a culture, create a culture of unplugging? Right? And we're all in different cultures. We're in our family culture. We're in our work culture. We're in our church culture. And others have expectations on us of how much we're gonna be plugged in, right? And our friends have expectations of how much we're gonna be plugged in. And we've gotten into this thing where it's instantaneous responses, right? Where I can text, so many people in this room, pretty confident I'll get a response back in five minutes. And that's a culture, right? And so we have this, the culture at large out there, but we have these mini cultures in our lives that are affecting us. And so it's like, how can you change that culture or change the expectation around those around you um, so that you can unplug and have your Sabbaths? Um, And like, so micro Sabbaths, This is so important for those of you that have high intensity jobs where you have a culture at work where people are on email constantly and people are getting responses constantly. And so if you're just giving yourself a micro Sabbath, if it's like, hey, after 8 p.m., I do a daily micro Sabbath where I pursue God regardless of what's going on. But you have to educate others on that. So it can be telling your team at work, you know, hey, I'm starting something new. Um, I'm I'm plugging after 8 o'clock in the evenings. So I'm not going to be on email. I'm not going to be checking email. I know you're used to seeing some email responses from me. Or, hey, in the morning, I'm not going to check email until 9 a.m. or 8 a.m. or whatever it is. And you let people know that. And then, hey, if it's super urgent, call me on my cell. Right? And oftentimes people won't. Um, But there is this thing where you've created this new thing and you're being countercultural, and i've found that people will respect you for it if you do that and then also with friends you know letting them know like hey as a family on sundays we checked out so you let your five best friends know i'm not going to be available myself i'm not i'm going to totally put it away or close family you know if you have a parent who's Um, you know, is, has medical issues and you're like, I need to be tied just in case they need me. So then you just set up an alternative plan where maybe you unplug, but your spouse has their phone, right? And so you tell that significant family member, those close friends, hey, on this day, if you need us, don't contact me, contact my spouse, right? So, I mean, this is, and you really look at who in the family, you know, really needs this, just total unplugging. Um, because if we do just keep it just in case, it's in our hands, we'll be checking text, things will be coming in. Right? So, just some little strategies of how to kind of um, just change that. And then, wow, if we, I mean, this is a kingdom mindset of not being plugged in constantly. This isn't what God wants us to be, totally plugged into our phones all the time. Um, We were created to be outdoors and connecting with people face to face. So this is a countercultural thing that is kingdom culture. So in addition to it just being really healthy for you and creating Sabbath and creating rest, if you model this and start doing it with those you work with, those that you are in relationship with, there is going to be a change and we can bring that kingdom culture. Good, right on. And then the last one is importance. Being plugged in gives us a feeling of importance. So getting that email from work where we're needed, we're like, we have a crucial decision to make on this product launch. We need you. That feels good when you get that. Um, a sense of importance on social media. It brings us a sense of importance that, you know, my comment counts. Someone liked my comment or someone likes my post. So, really, if we can just throw out these things addiction, fear, culture, importance we can have those micro Sabbaths, um, those God focused where we're pursuing God and there's not these other things getting in the way. All right. One last thing, and this is called mind protection. Scripture says, filling your minds and meditating on things true, noble, reputable, authentic, compelling, gracious, the best, not the worst. So if we're going to have this God-pursuit Sabbath and our mind is being flooded with all sorts of other things, it is not going to be a true Sabbath. So like the scripture says, if we can focus on these things, the true, the noble, reputable, authentic, compelling, gracious, um, it's going to make a difference and we could just sit there and really strive of like I'm going to focus on these things focus on these things but I wanted to give you a tangible strategy that you could take away today of just how to have your mind protecting your mind from all those things that can interfere with the Sabbath I remember Christian saying last week and it so resonated he's like you know hey I'm finally sleeping and he's had these four kids that uh, James and Kyla got a picture of this weekend um but they are actually sleeping now those kids thank God like if James had babysat them like two years ago <laughs> he would have needed like he was venting today for about five minutes he would needed like a 20-minute vent session with us because <laughs> he would have been truly sleep deprived you know if he was having to get the some milk and all this and yeah that would have been really tough um so Christian last week was like hey you know I can actually sleep now it's amazing But what's getting in the way of a pastor's Sabbath is his mind. He said he's not been able to turn off his mind, right? And so many of us can relate to that. So um, at my company, we came up with something that's called Mind Protection Techniques to Drastically Reduce Your Mental Load. There's some on the the table back there, um, the black table by the offering. So if you do wanna take this with you to something you would confer to, if you don't wanna take copious notes. It's really looking at mind protection, like protecting our feet, right? Um, Even though Nolan and Ryan Weeks love having their shoes off in church. I don't know if you've seen these guys. They just walk around like we're in Malibu. (laughs) They did that in Malibu too, worship band. I thought it was so cool when I was in Malibu. And then, so they're kind of bringing Malibu here. They're just like, I'm going to kick my flip flops off and walk around in bare feet. But typically we don't want to walk around in bare feet everywhere we go. Right? We need to protect our feet. And we do it in different ways. So same thing with our minds. We can protect our minds, but there's different levels of protection that is needed. If we just try to protect it 100%, it's not optimal. Right? So we could, you know, get some of those like, you know, army boots, like grade A's, Navy SEAL, like boots where nothing can penetrate them and wear those all the time. And that way we make sure our feet are 100% protected, but it's not comfortable. So with Mayan protection, there's four key areas that are kind of like foot protection. The first one is the bare feet. The, the Nolan, the Ryan Week style. And these are fulfilling thoughts. These are just God-given thoughts that are filling your mind. These are thoughts of truth. And these ones, we don't have to protect them at all. You just embrace these on the Sabbath. These thoughts bring rest. And so you can even ask God, God, I want fulfilling thoughts on this Sabbath and I'm just gonna soak it in. That's that God pursuit thing, right? Another thought it kind of needs these. Who wears these when they run? Anyone? The barefoots, right? So this is so you can totally feel the ground as you're running on it. So some runners really like this and do trail running and such, and they say it just, they don't need the support and it just feels really good and it's kind of primal and whatnot. Um, so these are types of thoughts that are action thoughts. And so typically, we don't really need a lot of protection when it comes to action thoughts. These are thoughts of the, you know, hey, I need to do this um, and this and this. You know, these are my goals. Um, I need to focus on this. This is the shopping list. Um, This is the things we need to do in our house. Um, They're okay thoughts, you know, that we don't have to really protect our mind from it. But on the Sabbath, we do need a little protection there, right? because we could just get into a day of thinking of all the things that we're not doing on the Sabbath that we should be doing, that now we need to do when we get through the Sabbath. So these thoughts, we can let them in, but it's one of those things where we just, we, we don't take action on them in the moment. Um, I'm really well known for this, like I'll go from home from church and I'm not the kind of guy that just like, lit, you know, throws myself on the couch and like, ah, unless I need a nap. Then I do that. But if I don't need a nap, I'll actually like kind of think through like, okay, um, you know, I need to uh, plug in my phone so that it's fully charged. I need to, you know, I have some clothes in my room. That won't feel good when I'm working my home office tomorrow. I got to put those away. I got to feed our lizard, hypo gecko lizard, um, who's the most finicky lizard in the world. I have to do all these things. So I get all these things done, right? And it's action thoughts. These action thoughts are flooding my mind. I'm not working. You know, I'm taking a Sabbath. I'm so proud of myself. I haven't touched my computer. But these action thoughts are causing me to go to action and work and not God pursuit, right? So we have to protect our mind from those. So that sometimes it's just like, hey, I'm literally not gonna have any action thoughts. This is focused on God. This is my Sabbath. This is my micro Sabbath. Or sometimes it's like, oh, that's a good action thought. I'll take that in, okay? Yep, and I'm just gonna write it down you know, and, and then just deal with it later and not take action on it now. Okay, these thoughts, they get uh, they progress. The next one is, is, is a little more tricky and these are self-defeating thoughts, right? Everyone, the enemy hates the Sabbath. If he can prevent us from having a Sabbath, it is a huge win for him huge win so he'll do anything he can to take us out of that focus on God and us communing in rest and one of the greatest ways of doing that is self-defeating thoughts and it's kind of like Crocs so (laughs) our next our next uh, foot protection thing so Crocs they're kind of cool because they're breathable right right if you guys have seen Tobin running around, he loves crocs. He has a blue pair and a, and a gray pair. He's probably left them at all your places, you know, that we've been at once or twice, right? So that's why we have two pairs. So if you ever see a gray or a blue croc, those are Tobin's. He loves the crocs. And it's kind of nice because you, you can breathe. And so self-defeating thoughts, one thing we can do is just push him out completely. And just be like, nope, that's a self-defeating thought. It's a lie from the enemy. Boom, blockade but it's still in there, right? So this is one where sometimes it's good to let it in a little bit and be like, you know, in this moment, I'm feeling like I'm not enough, like I'm not enough as a husband, as a spouse. I'm feeling like um, I'm a failure. And we let that thought in a little bit. It's a crock. We protect it. We don't let it in completely. We don't own it. It doesn't become our identity. But we let it in. And then we deal with it. And so on a Sabbath, yeah, it's a day of rest, but it might be a time when, God, I'm just feeling this way right now. And I'm going to rest, but I'm feeling this way. And so you talk it through with God and you deal with that self-defeating thought. and it's so great because there's a circular it goes back that self-defeating thought will come back to fulfilling thoughts right so you're not shutting off your mind completely that's pretty hard to do it's good too sometimes but instead of having self-defeating thoughts and other thoughts um, that will turn into fulfilling thoughts if you deal with the self-defeating thought one last one This is where you got to go out and get the REI hiking boots with the ankle support, like pay the $200, like you do not mess around with these kind of thoughts. You see Chris Chandler, he tells you the best recommended pair for your feet. (laughs) Yes, he's got them on right now. that will get you through 20 miles of wilderness. These are dangerous thoughts, right? These are thoughts you don't even entertain and you learn how to not to entertain them. Right? These are thoughts when it's time for Sabbath, it's your Friday night. You've had a crazy week. Um, you're a guy, the roommates are gone. It's time to Sabbath, but wait a second. It's a Friday night. This feels weird. just being at home alone. I'm not married yet. I don't have anyone I can ask out on a date. What if I just go turn on the computer? What if I just look at these couple websites? Dangerous thoughts, right? Very dangerous thoughts. We do not let them in. And we ask God, we ask God for God's armor. Protect my mind 100% just like those hiking boots. There's the other dangerous thoughts. of just anything where it's a lie from the enemy um, or it's just something that's going to get us in a funk or, or whatnot. Um, so these are dangerous thoughts where we just protect at all costs. Oh, yeah, I just have to share the scripture. We take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. We've all heard that. really soak that in you take the thought captive it's a dangerous thought that's coming your way you take it captive you know that it's not a thought that is maybe coming from you right it could be a thought that's coming from the enemy it could be a thought that someone else has planted that you are owning so you take that thought captive right And you make it obedient to Christ. You bring Christ into it. And that's what is the coolest thing about the Sabbath. We are creating space to be with God, to pursue God. And so this thing where these dangerous thoughts are coming in, they're so much easier to deal with on a Sabbath. And if we can be doing these micro-Sabbaths. These things, these four things, just really encourage you um, to pursue. Number one, micro-Sabbaths. You know, get those day-long Sabbaths if you can. Get a week-long Sabbath if you can. Right? Doesn't that sound great? Right? If you can make it happen, um, so amazing. We're not going to be religious around Sabbaths. The whole thing is like, hey, if God calls you to a month long Sabbath, you did one of those, right? Six weeks? Eight weeks, yes. Traveling the world, did you feel like you were Sabbathing with God? Right? That was huge. A therapy practice says, hey, clients, God, deal without me for eight weeks. Not many therapists would do that, right? But she put them in God's hands and took an eight week Sabbath to pursue God and they went on an adventure together. It wasn't just her resting on her couch during those eight weeks. It was exciting, amazing things. So it could be um, like micro Sabbaths or it could be like long Sabbaths, but we're just doing it out of pursuing God and it could look different ways in different seasons of our life and we're just gonna embrace it. The God pursuit is so key. That's what your Sabbath is all about, pursuing God, Um, not focused on pleasing yourself or others unplugging you can do it and then lastly mind protection inviting God in to protect your mind